It's time once again for the greatest podcast this side of the Mississippi. Now with Les Salmonella, the Shufflebox Podcast. Here's your hosts, Alex Big Dog Vallejos and Hugh Hefner Marcelo Crow. <laughs> ah, this is nice. I like this little spot because I'm just chilling with the uh, with the nuts hanging. Yeah. Just free, free flowing in the wind. Free falling. When I'm free, free balling. Falling and I'm... Oh. Welcome, people. We are discussing uh, Shufflebox podcast. Um, I'm the big dog, Alex. Yep, you know who I am. Let's get to it. We're talking... <laughs> we're... We... We were going to like have some discussion for this week, but I don't have much to add. And I feel like this movie is going to take up the whole time. Uh, well, yeah, we'll see if we have any like little quips. It'll be throughout. Yeah. But this movie, I if am, you haven't seen it, we mentioned last week. Do it. I mean, just watch it. I the, mean, as of right now, as of recording, it is still on YouTube. Um, It's it's 1981's Roar. Yeah. And um, also... <laughs> It yes, it's it's from 1981. Uh, this is a crazy movie. I've discussed this before when I used to do. Um, I was telling Alex about this when I used to do beers, bongs, and battle axes, and I mentioned we should watch this. And this movie is insane. Like the first eight to ten minutes, you're just like, oh, this is a normal kind of goofy ish. I don't. It's gonna be a wacky seventy movie because nothing, nothing happens. Eight to ten minutes. I don't know about that. Within the first eight minutes, yeah, nothing happens. It's so. Let me just. There's no real plot to this movie. I'm gonna be honest with you right there. I'm gonna explain the plot right here. Within the movie, there's the story of this. This is spoiler free. This movie's completely spoiler free because it's fucking so unpredictable. Yeah, we're gonna explain everything. So if you don't want to hear about this, go watch and then you can come back if you want. But regardless, the movie is great. It's it's uh. It's about this guy who lives in Africa who is either like, I think he's a doctor slash like. He's a biologist. Biologist, yeah. Or he works for uh, said country university. Yeah, and he, and he lives in Africa. Um, He built a house there and he lives with all these lions. Pretty and much tigers. His, and tigers. And panthers. And panthers. And elephants. And elephants. And. Uh, Anything else? Are those all the big cats? I think we're. Fi- I we think- said leopards or panthers. Yeah, uh, I get panthers, leopards I are all so. the same. But uh, but anyways, he uh, his family is coming, and he tries to go and meet them. Um, and these uh, and he has an, he has a meeting with the poachers, who are trying to kill the the people. Are they the so poachers? The family- I thought they were from the university to give them funding. No, because at the end they're trying to kill. Only because they got attacked. We'll get the, we'll get fucking no. get there. No, because they were just they were ready to kill, bro. Dude, they had like ammo and everything. They were killing for fun. Is that really how it goes? I think so. <laughs> we don't know because that's how like stupid this movie is. It doesn't have a plot, but anyways, no, it is the whole movie. It, no, they're trying to they're trying to renew his grant for funding. Why are they all? We'll talk about we'll that get in there. A, oh my you, god! I'm, just, I'm letting you know how the plot that's goes. wow. That's blowing my mind right now. But uh, <laughs> you'll understand why. But anyhow, anyhow, so they're going to renew his grant. So yeah, and, and then they leave. This is because we don't want to explain what happens. Yeah. So anyways, then the the guy tries to go and meet his family at the airport. Um, it takes for, it literally takes a whole day <laughs> to get to his family at the airport, but his family actually gets there that afternoon, but it takes him a day to get to they where swap, they are. Basically it was like, and it's not the airport. I'm sorry. It's the bus drop off to where the family is now. Yes. So it was pretty much of, you know, oops, we passed each other. Yeah. So then the rest of the movie is just that 
the family is goes to the house and they're trying to adapt to his lifestyle. Yeah, uh, no, I mean, it's it's fair. No, we don't have to. We, this is gonna be spoiler filled. I don't care. There's no spoil, there's no spoiler. There can't yeah. be a spoiler for this movie, and we'll get into it. Why. It literally is just then becomes. His family is so intimidated by the lions and stuff that they're trying to survive. <laughs> and then, and then like the doctor, like he misses his family. He goes there. He realizes that they're not there. These two tigers jump on with is it lions, tigers, the tigers, the, the tigers. Ti- the tigers yeah. are supposed to be so, his uh, his friends. They're his, his the companions. Ti- the tigers follow him, and then because uh, he's the cat, he's the cat man. So he has yeah. to. So those are his friends coming with him. Exactly. So they follow him. Him, oh, him um, and his and then, guide. Yeah. And then he he gets to the, he gets to where they were at the bus stop. Realizes they're not there, so then he tries to head back home. And then as he does, those those people who were at the grant are now just 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 killing the tigers. They're, left like, and they're right. like they're like fuck it, we're gonna end the suffering. <laughs> of these yeah, exactly. Animals. And then they uh, and the, I thought they were poachers because I could have sworn that like in the little oh, speech he gave. Oh, the, oh yeah, I was like, we want to kill. Well, yeah, they said yeah, leave the lions, but we'll take the tiger skin because those are worth something. Yeah, exactly, and that's why I thought they were poachers. Only, only after the fact. Yeah, but he's uh, like, fuck it, we're not gonna give them the money. We'll get our people. we'll get our own money. Yeah, and then yeah, so then what happens is the the doctor is just trying to get his way home, and at the end he just meets up with his family, and apparently everybody lives happily ever after. That's exactly what happens. And they all. More fucking oh, cool with the, the animals, man. Oh yeah, and the uh the guys from the university die. Horrific deaths. Well, the two that decided the to two. Come. Yeah. yeah. I, and that's the movie plot. Yeah, yeah that's and literally it. Let me tell you something. We said that in probably under three minutes. Yeah, I think so. So the other 127 minutes 127 minutes, sorry. The other hour 90. the other hour and twenty seven <laughs> minutes. <laughs> Is a fucking shit show disaster. It, it's, it is, yeah. It's uh, it's like the Hindenburg, right? What they say, you yeah. like it's a disaster. You, you can't look away from. If we if we had this TV working, we could literally play this right now. We could. Uh, is it where is it on? I, I know that there's. I know it's not unplugged. Can you see if the remote is going? Because we could. The remote's here. Oh, I know. I I'm you're you're closest. Otherwise, I gotta bump the mic. No, I mean it's unplugged. Oh, TV's unplugged. Well, anyways. Uh, in this movie, like I said, the first eight minutes, nothing happens. That's why I said that, because it literally just establishes him in Africa and it just shows him like patching up some people in the village. And then he takes his motorcycle. Yeah. We never then, see those folks again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then it drives off and then it plays some song for about four or five minutes while showing the beauty of Africa and everything. And then it's the uh, credits at the beginning of this yeah. movie fucking threw me through a loop. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because the credits are like... Um, Oh, starring this, 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 and him, and him, and him, and her, and him, and him, and then it's like, well, since there were untra- there were what well, that said like 120 untrained lions, yeah, something like that. Uh, these are these are ac- these aren't like animal trained lions. These are <laughs> African lions, 120 <laughs> that were donated, which we'll get into in a bit. From yeah, from a safari park, but they're not trained. Yeah. They're just like they were corralled into this set. Yeah, and then um, so so what had happened was just then. He, uh, yeah, like the first eight to ten minutes is normal because he's living with them and nothing seemed out of the ordinary because he's just like he's like feeding them like the tigers with bottles and that. But you're like, OK, this guy's kind of a trained professional. It's nothing we've seen like out of other movies before. <laughs> and he's just feeding like all these little baby ones, like the baby tigers and, and that like with through bottles. And you're like, OK, then his friend comes along and you're kind of like it builds up like the holy shit, like what's going on. And then <laughs> he he. uh 
<laughs> this is where the movie like you're like what the hell's going this on? is when it's like yeah cause, uh, is this real because like the uh what was tour guide or his like i think it's just like a like a safari guide i yeah. think but he's supposed yeah. to be like his assistant i think in the movie yeah he comes up and he's just uh he sees him and then he's just telling him about like he's just like how's it going today Andre sounds like he's bringing him something and then uh, and then there's a Black Panther that just pops up on the top of the book and then he, he's just like no get away from my jacket he says this and it's not it's in a very casual way like me just telling you hey man let go of my jacket hey yeah give it to my jacket <laughs> and it's a Black Panther that has it and you're like holy crap and this thing is fucking ripped. It's yeah. not like it's not like oh cute little cat. This thing I is from the jungles because this thing is cr- it's crazy strong. I don't know if they're national, but it looked like the uh, the black cat fireworks logo. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's a black panther. It's an animal. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. It's crazy. You're just like holy. Like this is like this is fucking real. And you're just kind of like, okay, he, he escaped that. That was probably just like a funny cut. Like, let's leave that in. But then, no, what happens is just the doctor starts introducing the guide around his compound or something, and he's just walking around with like, oh, here, here's this lion. <laughs> and and he's like, here's And they to- start tackling him. Oh, yeah. And they're like, oh, hey, buddy. And it's just like going for the neck. Yeah. Ripping this guy apart. Oh, they're just playing. They missed me. And then... <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, see over there, that's King the King Raphael or King Felix or whatever. Togar. The, no, Togar is the evil one. Yeah. And they make sure he's evil because they cover him in blood. <laughs> yeah. So, so the evil like lion's two, covered in blood. Two, okay. I love how this fucking guy gives them just like white Christian names. No, Gary, how's it going, Susan? Hey, Jerry, you doing all right? Evil one. Togar. Togar. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's literally Tiger. <laughs> with an O instead of an A or instead of an I. I got a genius idea. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's not a tiger. It's uh, a lion named Togar. Lion. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't mean to like have every character speak like Mick from Rocky, but <laughs> like it's just hilarious. Like, yeah, everybody is named like Jerry, Mike, Susan, Billy, like all these different like white Christian names. And then, yeah, for the evil one, Togar. And they cover that one in blood, so you so you remember it's the bad one. Yeah, and he's uh, and he has black fur all around, like a black mane. Yeah, I mean the other the other good lion, I guess. Yeah, has a has a dark mane, but not black. Yeah, but they're like the the two are fighting, and I forget if it's Togar and someone else or if it's just like there's two like that are brothers. Oh, no, no, yeah. But it, this is this the, is what it, starts. The, the story is the King Raphael or Felix or whatever his name is is the lion he's supposed to protect the pride uh, on this ranch, and he's just walking the perimeters. But Togar is coming in when he knows King Felix is away. So one of the younger lions steps up and gets, like, mauled. And then the guy (laughs) fucking throws himself between them. This is when it gets good, and you're you're like, like, holy shit. And they do not cut, like, at some points, like, like these lines, (laughs) there are no lines. They, They will just stop talking, and he's like, and he roll. He runs like arms above his head, trying to be big. He runs between two male lions, legit fighting. This there's no green. There's no green screen. Nothing. He screams at him. He gets like his arm gashed open. Yep. He starts bleeding. He's like, ah, it's just a little scratch. And he literally takes his shirt off, rips it, and starts trying to cut off circulation to his arm. And his like, and his guide is like, 
get me the fuck out of here. I am not. Yeah, he did. And not not that not the actor. actor. Not that I mean the actor in real life. He's not acting. He's like yeah. I'm fucking <laughs> done. I'm out of he here. So uncomfortable throughout the whole movie. The jacket. He, even his jacket. He's like fuck this. Yeah. I'm done. He with just this. lets the jacket go. He's like I'll buy a new jacket. And I don't then, care. And that's ten minutes in the movie. He's like fuck it. I'm yeah. done. <laughs> But yeah, like that's what that's when you know just things pop off is because from there on it just high speed, we don't care. This is what's going like this is the rest of the movie from here on out. I mean the next the next craziest part of this movie is when those people yeah. that are giving him the grant come by boat yeah. to his house. And they just the, the, they can't even dock. Yeah. Tigers swim out to them. Yeah. Get in the boats like they're being cute. Like, oh, it's supposed to be a funny moment. Like, oh, the tigers, these 1,200-pound tigers sank my uh, uh, aluminum boat. But then the tigers start playing with people in the water. And these guys are up to their chest in the water. So they're not, they can't even run or swim away. A couple of them try to swim away. And uh, one tiger grabs a guy with his mouth by, by the head. So the one of the one of the quote unquote researchers or grant people is grabbed by the head in the tiger's mouth and kind of swung around like, oh, we're having fun here. And it tries to play fun. It tries to let you know when they're silly scenes because it plays funny music. Yep. Have you do you notice that? Was like, oh, oh yeah. this is supposed to be heartwarming or a genuine laugh. And then these people come up bloodied, an eye missing, arms <laughs> torn, and you're like, is this real? And it's like oh yeah, this shit is real. <laughs> All of the shit we're watching is real. These are just the good takes. Can you imagine if they didn't get it on the first take? No, that was, that was was that's actually part of the story is that they only could do one take for a lot of it. And the... Um, oh my God, this the, movie is such a... It's a fucking shit show. The, the cinematographer was saying like they had a lot of footage of them doing nothing. So sometimes they either riled them up, if I recall correctly. Fuck, and I'll, I gotta I'll watch. Have to, I'll I'll bring up the wiki here in a second, um. But the cinematographer, believe it or not, of this uh is uh, his name is Jan Debon. He went on to direct Speed. No way, really. Yeah, he actually went <laughs> on to do something huge. And I mean the uh, Tippy Hedren and Noah Marshall. I Noah Marshall sounds familiar, but I can't think of anything top of my head. Tippy Hedren was was uh she did the Birds uh actually mm-hmm. in '56, so she had some fame and notoriety. She's the the wife, right? Yes. Yeah. And, uh, and then Melanie Griffith um, has went on and, and done some things. I think she's she the got, daughter. She's the daughter, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, she had gotten uh, she had plastic surgery because of this movie because she got a uh, cracked skull. Something. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, it was. We'll get to that scene in a second. But I think it's when the, the female lion was laying on top of her or chewing her. Yep. I think so. Which is fucking real. like all this movie. Like, it's so fucking wild. Like. um, After that. <laughs> they get in the remain these researchers or whatever get in the remaining boat and leave and um and then our i think our main character i forget his name the doctor's like well by golly that didn't work out like they're trying to say the lines they wrote after this fucking massacre of human life yep. just took place these people are alive and if they're if they weren't they were if they weren't if they were alive, they were losing blood quick. Oh, yeah. So it was just like, then he's like, well, gee, Willikers, I guess that grant didn't go through. And it's like, <laughs> the fuck you trying to do? Like, I can't even take this move. I'm like, why are you acting like this? And I know it's trying to be a movie, but it was like, <laughs> this shouldn't God, exist. This is so, I couldn't, I could not. Like, take the, this is why when we were talking about the plot, I couldn't take a see. There was just so much chaos. Yeah. Yeah. And, there, and then, you know, it'd be like a serious scene where they're trying to be in the house with the doctor and the guide. 
Yeah. And they're like, well, uh, I should probably go get my family. And then just lines break through doors and just start like a horror movie. Yeah. They, and, and they just interrupt this. What's supposed to be just like a generic plot moving scene. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and now the whole inside of the house is filled with 100 tigers. And now they're tearing things apart and no, ripping each other apart. Nobody knew in this movie how to close a door at all. They would just leave it open, dude. I that okay. That, that fucking annoyed that me. fucking pissed me off so much because they're running from something that they think is gonna kill them, and they're just like, "I'm gonna leave this door wide open." Fucking windows. Yeah, the windows had no glass. Yeah, but they had like little <laughs> locks. They had locks and just shutting them. <sighs> it's a stressful movie. Oh yeah, it's a super stressful movie. I uh, <laughs> and it doesn't hold up upon re- of like rewatchability. That's what kind of sucks. When you first see it, that initial shock is like, this exists? Like, that's whole. That's why shit. I could not wait to talk about if we did the whole pod this whole podcast on this movie, that's why I was like, Oh yeah. I can't wait to talk about this. So it was distributed by someone by um it's called Filmways Pictures. And uh let's see, and then they were succeeded into Orion Pictures, which is uh which was actually bought out by MGM. So, um, but yeah, this movie did have a, uh, it bombed completely at the box office uh, and, uh, it was made for 17 million and it made back 2 million. Uh, let's see in what, 81 money. I wonder how much that adjusts for inflation. Inflation 17 mil. Cause I have no idea, uh, what that would be. So I'm currently looking from 1981. 17 million in 1981 is worth $56,448,976.90 today. So $56 million of today's money is what it would cost. And uh, if you're to give you a, let's see, of like what movies kind of cost that much today, let me do some, let me do some digging. All right. I will keep going on the plot then, but uh, so, I mean, at this point, it's pretty much introduced the family. I mean, uh, there's a bunch of other like, Chaos scenes. Found something. Go ahead. Uh, literally, it is. It just came out today. That movie that's coming out called Renfield, with uh, Nicholas Cage. Sure. Sixty-five million. <laughs> <laughs> or um, I believe Clash of the Titans. Um, back in twenty. Oh seven. Uh, twenty ten. I think that might have been sixty some million. I'm looking. I'm looking. Hundred twenty-five million. Never mind. It was a little more. Yeah. But yeah, no this uh, this cost a, this cost a pretty penny, and uh, didn't make Jack. It did not. It is not. It's which I'm kind of surprised because, at least for the sense of, if you told somebody you watch this in the theater, you'd be like, dude, we have to go see this right now. Like you wouldn't be like, you'd be like, I saw the craziest movie. Like we have to go now. It's. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's, it would do good today, I think, with word of mouth. But the thing is, people are going to like not say it's real because I mean, this is as close to a snuff film being released oh, yeah. as you can get. Yeah. That's, I think, that's why we ended up doing this because me and you in private, we were just talking about like, have, have like, like there any been actual like any snuff films that have actually been accidentally distributed or, yeah. And you're like, well, the closest thing you can think of is this movie, this and Faces of Death, which Faces of Death has its own little thing. I don't know if you know Faces of Death is. Is that the one where they use like some like people dying in scenes? Yeah. It mixed with like regular footage. Yeah. Uh, or mixed with like stories that they created, like mm-hmm. um, 
this story of a like a place in San Francisco where people can eat monkey brains alive. Yeah, yeah. And they have like a monkey that's like tied up by its head, and then they like hit it with a hammer to kill it, and then they start eating its brains. But that part is real. No, that's fake. That one's a fake one, but like the other ones where people are dying or whatever. Uh, some of some of the scenes shown are yeah, yeah, because it's more of like generic clips that were spread around by that time. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like the stock footage of today. Sure. I mean, yeah. Like there's ones of like people on fire yeah, protests. Yeah. Well, that's what should. I was gonna say. Yeah. If someone like put live leak footage in a movie, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So that's that's all faces of death. It's all shock. There's no real like plot. It's just more like the whole basis of, ba- of faces of death is just that. It's a, this is how gullible I think people were back then. It was a doctor named Francis B. Gross who <laughs> he claimed he was a doctor and he wanted to like I think like show people about like death or something. It was pretty huge back in home video days that they had like so many sequels to it. But uh, the first one was what really kicked it off, and I think it made a shit ton of money, and people thought it was completely real because mm-hmm. of its documentary styles. Like, if Cloverfield was released back then, people would be like, holy fuck, like, this happened? Like, it was kind of like that. Or, like, when Blair Witch Project came out in the 90s and people thought it was real. People were like, is this real? Same yeah. thing with Paranormal Activity because they didn't use any actors or whatever. They yeah. did, but it was like... At least for a little bit, for sure, people were wondering. And then um, even Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh, people thought was uh, was real because they were using based on a true story throughout its uh, theatrical run, but mm-hmm. it's hard to find things. I think there's like I've seen one or two pictures that had. Well, isn't it supposed to be? Story? Like, I mean, the true story aspect is Ed Gein with the like the lampshade made of people and stuff. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, they they sold with. If I recall, they used the marketing and said like this is based on a true story, and you're like, there's a guy cutting up people in Texas. Holy crap! Yeah. And I think they went, they think they used it too for the O2 remake, but I'm not sure off the top of my head. Yeah. I don't know. But what is a true story is this fucking movie. Yeah. Like, I mean, we get, I mean, the plot, like I said, moves so dumb and so quick. Yeah. Cause I mean, in between the people from the, or whatever, the grant people leaving and then the family arriving is just more chaotic yeah. scenes with these cats in their fighting. And the doctor is trying to like, oh, let's just, I, this is how I live. And actually getting attacked. And then the guide being like, I'm fucking out of here. I don't want anything to do with this. The whole movie, he's uncomfortable. Everyone is. Yeah. Nobody in this movie looks comfortable. No one looks, I mean, my, maybe the main guy. Because yeah, it's his movie. It's his movie. But uh, yeah, I mean, should I just start with the wiki now? I mean, sure. Unless you want to keep going about what you were. I mean, I was just going to go based on once the family arrives, like. They they get like three words and then they're attacked by 120 <laughs> animals. Like it's crazy. It, it does just swarm on them like zombies. And they're like, oh, we're gonna go to our oh no, they go to their rooms when there are no animals in the house. Yeah. Then they release the animals in the house. And guess what? It's feeding time. They're bringing in like animal legs and stuff. And <laughs> they're all covered in blood because they're eating like whatever and, antelope legs. And each of them get locked in things that are tipped over. Oh yeah, so like the, they hide in furniture. Yeah, the mom and the daughter originally are like in a entertainment center closet thing. <laughs> um the two older brothers are in lockers outside of the fucking <laughs> house. Yeah. Like like fucking old school like hallway lockers. Yeah. The tall ones and yeah. it's like, "Oh my god." And I forget what the other guy was in. Oh, he put himself in a fucking fridge in the garage. Yeah. They seriously could have suffocated. Like legitimately because no one was getting in between him and those fucking animals. (laughs) So 
What ends up that, happening? The mom's like, "You should go get your brother." Have Ooh. you have you seen the uh, the TikTok of that girl that locks herself in the locker? Mm-mm. Yeah, it's like she's like, huh, 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 "I can fit in this locker" because they're trying to. It was like a dare, I guess. Or mm-hmm. it's just like, "I bet you I can fit in that locker." And she films herself getting in, and they shut the door. They're like, "All right, do the combination." She's like, "Oh shit, this is the wrong locker. We don't know it." <laughs> and then she starts crying and shit. She's like, "It's getting hard to breathe." <laughs> <laughs> so she she was locked in there i think for like a half hour or so before they found someone because it just it was a girl's locker room <laughs> just, what a fucking idiot oh it's so great that is such a funny video oh. it's because it's two videos the first one was her getting the locker because they're like oh we could fit in the locker look i'm in a locker and then it was just the friends are like oh shit this isn't my locker <laughs> and then her friend's like what what'd you say <laughs> and then she's like this isn't my locker i don't know the code <laughs> and then she starts like freaking out like no don't tell it. Like, <laughs> and then and then it just cuts to like i'm gonna go find help and then it just cuts to her and i think it says like 15 minutes later or something and she's she's just bawling like i don't know what to do it's hard to breathe <laughs> don't do stupid yeah. stuff man don't get fucking stuff in the locker don't uh. stuff yourself in a locker oh so what ha- i mean what <laughs> else so happens i mean, is, I mean in this and that's the same part where everyone's hiding yeah now the tigers, I think, are being like tempted to like throw things down because yep. you can see them like looking off screen. Oh yeah, and then they bring the entertainment center down. They bring the locker down. They try to get in the fridge. Oh yeah, that's what happens. The tiger or the lion keeps trying to open the fridge, and the guy finally just shuts the whole fridge on himself. Yeah, that's the thing. This movie's supposed to have a happy ending, but did they By the way, screw also, up the house bad, and nothing is uh, but, usable. But also, this this where everyone was like almost dying and suffocating in these small spaces. Yeah, funny music. It's supposed to be comical because they don't know how to live with the tigers because dad's not home Whoops. or the lions because dad's not home. Yeah, uh, my uh, it's uh, like, oh, my God, this is fucking terrifying. The thing that I ha- was wondering is how was this place kept so clean as it like it was spotless. I don't it, it, it almost Until, makes me, it almost makes me want to think, think that they built that whole house. Yeah. As a set. I don't think that was a real oh, yeah. house. But no, I, I know that. But I mean, like, uh. Yeah, because it was built. It comes in. It comes in when I read the wiki. But I mean, like in in terms of movies, because if you noticed, like when the tigers and everything come in later, they screw up that kitchen. They screw up the house completely. Maybe they filmed all of those Every, scenes before the no, animals I'm were there. No, I'm not talking about like regular real life. I mean within the movies universe, the like kayfabe. Oh. Like, how did this guy live with them for so long and they never messed up as much until the family got there and they're like, we're screwing up everything. I don't know, a a good broom? (laughs) No, it wasn't a good broom. I think it was just like, it was like a long stick with leaves. Yeah, a good broom. (laughs) So that was great. Just like, we got to get the broom and get this house spotless for my family. Yep. And it's, and And that's how it works. Yeah. And it was just like corn husks and sticks. Cleans up, uh, Cleans up, you know, just broken walls, <laughs> doorknobs. They break through the fucking, yeah, they break through the walls like a horror movie on this, like The Shining. Oh my God, it's the crazy. Yeah, it's like, it's like The Shining when he breaks through and he's like, here's Johnny. Oh no, here, now, they, now explain the door thing we were talking about earlier. What, uh, what door thing? How you were saying, I don't understand how they have doors in this house or every, no oh, one knows no, how to shut a door. Nobody knows how to shut a door in this fucking movie. Yeah. Pretty much every time, and this this annoyed the hell out of me. Because they Scooby-Doo run into every room. They do. They do. They're trying to get away from them. Every time they go into a new room, they leave the door open. And they I'm, don't shut it. They don't lock the windows. There's there's locks on there, clearly. that You could see it. Yes. And they just, they never shut them. They never lock them. And they're like, how did they get in here? 
And then later when they escape the house after this fucking Ringling Brothers thing and they go to, <laughs> and I know I'm getting past the elephant here, but when they eventually, they they leave, they get on a boat and they go off. Then an elephant attacks him and <laughs> just manhandles his metal boat. Destroy it. Dude, I've never seen, I've only seen what elephants at zoos and the circus do. Yeah. I've never seen an elephant use his tusks before. Oh, yeah. That's how I knew this animal was like a real animal. <laughs> because I'm like, it's not painting it on an easel. It's not balancing a ball or a person. It didn't. <laughs> it uses trunk to like crush like the mom or oh, the yeah. daughter. And then at the same time, fucking double tusk the boat and just stomped everything. The boys had to get out of the way or they were going to get crushed by getting stomped. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, oh, my God. Well, we'll, uh, we'll talk more here in a second. Let's take a small break. We'll be back with more interesting stuff on Roar. Yes, we will come back. We'll talk more. Roar. That didn't mean to rhyme. I'm sorry. Okay, we were talking about the husk and how the elephant just messed the boat up completely. Tusks and stuff. And like I said, I'm I'm going back to it. I've never seen an animal like an elephant in the wild before. And I'm like, yeah, it makes sense because that's what tusks are used for. And when they're in captivity, they don't use their tusks for anything. Yep. Because they're always fed and they're always with people. So, yeah, they use their trunks more. And it just fucking the boat didn't stand a chance. It wrecks it, yeah. It, I mean, it's less than it's less than a minute, and this boat is destroyed. And and the mom hilariously like gets gets thrown up on the elephant, <laughs> like it it grabs the it grabs her leg, and it's it's not it does not care about her well being. Yep. I mean, it grabs her in a very awkward spot, <laughs> like. <laughs> Oh, as it's destroying the boat, it has her in its trunk. Yeah, doesn't it pull a Donald Trump and like just grabs down there? Yeah. yeah. No, I think it grabs across her chest. Oh, okay. Yeah. But it's, oh man, it was wild. I was so fucking crazy. Yeah. And then, uh, and then the footage you can tell is reversed because there's one where she falls in the water and comes back up and mm. pretty much it's reversed footage with the, uh, the audio dubbed in because you can tell like her, it isn't matching up. And then when they played the footage, you could tell that she was dropped backwards and when they reversed it, it's like the elephant is pulling her up. Mm-hmm. So that that's kind of how they got away with it. And then uh, it's, it's, it's scary. And then in the notes, it's revealed that she, uh, she uh, broke her ankle because of the elephant mm-hmm. yep. and uh, got gangrene yep. because of it. Fucking wild. I mean, they eventually, and then in the story, they eventually go back to the house Yeah, where they again, hide from the tigers and shits. And lions. And and if you notice, we're not talking about the dad because nothing really happens to the dad. Oh, because he ends up going to the bus stop. This was his fucking break for the yeah. movie because he had to deal with the whole fucking first 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it really is because the rest of the movie's like, I got to run. I got to go here. Although it makes no sense because he he's just like, they're going to follow me back to the home where I'm trying to get them back to. Dude, I don't. Dude, the fucking plot can go out the window. <laughs> movie. We told everyone the plot in oh, under yeah. three minutes. So it's like, it's wild. It oh, just. Yeah. Uh, and then we get a brief scene of the, the college committee being like, we're going to go back and put down those fucking animals for what they did to us. Yep. And there's like 10 men at a table and only the two that got hurt go back. <laughs> and they say, we're, this is where Marcel thinks they're poachers. They're like, take the tiger skins, leave the lions. They're worthless. Yep. They're not poachers. They just want to kill the animals. That's what I got from it. Um. And then, uh, dude, I'm not going to fucking lie. When those guys came back right before the professor got back. Yeah. When they were shooting those animals. I know it says. In the, and we'll get to the credits and stuff. Hopefully here soon. I know we got to we're on the second half of the show. Yeah. Yeah. So we can wrap up, wrap up the plot and stuff. 
But when they were shooting these animals, dude, yeah, as a hunter, the way the animals were behaving, yeah, they looked like they really got shot. <laughs> I'm I'm not kidding you. Like uh, they come across one tiger, yeah, and they were like poking it to make sure it was dead, yeah. The way you poke an animal in its ribs, yeah, that was not that. And the way it's tongue, the way the, the way the tiger's tongue was out, yeah, it was a dead animal. That was not real, yeah, or that was very very real, yeah. No matter what they say, it looks so real to me because they already claimed that all these animals are untrained, yeah. That animal was shot and killed because the like. The way an animal's tongue flops out of its mouth, yeah, you don't, tra- you can't train an animal to do that. Like, maybe after a very, very long time, and then one of them was breathing really heavy, but covered in blood after it was got shot. And the way they're falling off the hill, yeah, dude, they, those animals were totally lit up with high, high caliber bullets. It, like, it, if even if it was tranked, they are falling so far down. Those animals aren't surviving. It's like. I was like, "Fuck!" Like, and they—I know they claim like, "Oh, at the, at the end, I'll, I'll, we'll get to, I'll get to part of the credits where because I, I watched the whole thing at the very end of the movie. It's like all the animals that uh, seem to be harmed are actually out playing with their friends. Not kidding, it's what it says. <laughs> it's what it says. I'm like, "There's no fucking way that tiger." Like, it's in my mind right now. I'm like, it shows a bullet hole, like a legit what a bullet hole entrance wound looks like on an animal. Yeah, from a high caliber rifle. The way that, like I said, the way the tongue's flopping out in the death face that the animal had. I'm like, that's fucking real. That is not a prop. <laughs> that is not like an actor or an animal playing dead, like trick. Like that's a real dead tiger. I'm looking at a real dead lion. I'm looking at, and I'm yeah. like, they had to put a couple of these fucking animals down for this you fucking think? movie. Like I dude, I think so. I think so. I mean, unless they somehow trained these untamable beasts in like one shot, no fucking way. I mean, like I said, unless they hit him with trank tranks and they really did good makeup effects on this animal. I dude, I have no idea. Yeah. Because the animals weren't breathing. I was paying attention to that too. Yeah. I was like, oh my God. So I am excuse me, I am uncertain. But uh I mean we can we we can read the wiki if you'd like. So we can Sure. Oh then then Togar the evil line ends up killing these guys. Like you said, they, they Oh just, yeah. And then the they, guy's they, mad. They get badly maimed. Yeah. They're like, ah, they, well, they do like the classic, like, like it's a seventies death, like, Oh, but then they're like, they're actually like ripped and thrown around. It's like, Oh my yeah. God, what is happening? And the main doctor guy is just like mad. Cause he's like, Toga. Yeah. Cause because he's not mad. At the fucking guys that poached his tigers. He's mad at Togar for trespassing on <laughs> King Felix territory. Yeah, it, uh, it was so dumb. Uh, so, all right, we'll start with the wiki here. Just to start out in 69, when the main actress, Tippi Hedren, was filming Satan's Harvest, she and her husband, who is the main actor, this Mar- uh, Noel Marshall, uh, had an occasion to observe a Pride Alliance move into a recently vacated house, driven by increased pro- poaching. They decided to make a film centered around that theme with production starting when the first script was completed in 1970. They began bringing in uh, rescued big cats into their homes in California and living with them. Filming began in 76. It was finished after five years. The film was fully completed after 11 years in production. Roar was not initially released in North America. Instead, in 81, 
Noel and John Marshall uh, released it internationally. It was also acquired by FilmWise Pictures and Alpha Films. Despite performing well in Germany and Japan, Roar was a box office failure, grossing $2 million against $17 million budget. In 2015, 34 years after the film's original release, it was released in theaters in the U.S. by Drafthouse Films. Its message for of protection for African wildlife as well as animal interactions were praised by critics, but its plot, story, inconsistent tone, dialogue, and editing were criticized. Uh, let's see. The cast and crew members of Roar faced dangerous situations during filming. 70 people, including the film stars, were injured as a result of multiple animal attacks. Flooding from a dam destroyed much of the set and equipment during its production, and the film's budget increased drastically. In 83, Hedron founded the Roar Foundation and established the Shambhala Preserve Sanctuary to house the animals appearing in the film. She also wrote a book, The Cats of Shambhala, in 85, about many of the film's events. The film has been described as the most dangerous film ever made and the most expensive home movie ever made. So the development is that... Uh, so during filming, when they were doing that Satan's Harvest movie, came across an abandoned plantation house in Gorongosa National Park, which had been overrun by a pride of lions and were told by their bus guide and local residents that animal populations were becoming endangered due to poaching. This inspired them to considering making either one or a series of films. Uh, Marshall and Hedren discussed the film with their family, who liked the idea and agreed to participate as actors, except Joel. Uh, who was one? Who was one of their kids who wasn't on on screen? Hmm, smart. And he preferred to be the art director and set decorator. So not smart. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that smart lasted for two seconds before the lines ruined his design. <laughs> he, uh, Marshall, and Hedron visited animal preserves in their free time and talked to lion experts. They learned they would have to film in the U.S. as tame lions were rare in Africa. Uh, a number of lion tamers warned that it was impossible to bring a large number of big cats together on a film set. Other tamers, such as animal trainer Ron Oxley, who brought a lion named Neil over to introduce the family to big cats, suggested that they obtain their own animals, give them basic training, and gradually introduce them to each other. The Marshalls developed ideas for funding the project and estimated that the film would be completed on a budget of $3 million. Pre-production Marshall wrote the first script for the project in the spring of 1970 and gave it the working title Lions. Later, he changed it to Lions, Lions, and More Lions. He also enlisted the assistance of actor, uh, assistance of actor and voice artist Ted Cassidy, with whom he had co-written and produced the Herod experiment. The original script allowed for up to 30 or 40 trained lions. Marshall was also inspired by Max Sennett's slapstick routines and decided to incorporate a mixture of comedy, drama, and moments of stark terror in the human and animal encounters with an underlying message of the need for preservation of African wildlife. Scenes where animals chase after the characters were uh, required that the actors pretend to be scared and scream in order to trigger a reaction from the animals. The script developed with frequent changes, but always allowing for inclusion of spontaneous actions by the animals, such as playing with the family's boat or riding a skateboard. This led to some lines oh, being yeah. credited as writers. Yeah, we uh, forgot about I that. forgot about that shitty part, yeah. <laughs> they, uh, so Marshall and Hedron began keeping young lions that they had acquired from zoos and circuses in their house in Sherman Oaks, California. This was oh. illegal, and as they did not secure permission from the authorities beforehand, though it was before the more stringent regulations of the Endangered Species Act of 1973. The authorities discovered the animals in 72 and ordered the family to remove them from the property. The couple purchased land in Soledad Canyon and hired staff to construct a set along with two-story house inspired by African architecture. Uh, the house was supported by 14 telephone poles, which made it sturdy enough to bear the weight of 50 big cats or 20,000 pounds. Oh, my God. The staff was composed of non-union workers. The marshals did not use union workers as they were unable to afford them and were afraid of breaking union rules. 
A flat roof was installed on the house. The surrounding land, Californian desert characteristics were adapted to mimic Tanzania uh, by the planting of thousands of cottonwoods and Mozambique bushes and a nearby creek was dammed to create a lake. A crew of five men cordoned off areas of up to 2,000 square feet with 14-foot fences to prevent the animals from escaping. A miniature studio was, constru- was constructed alongside numerous other buildings, such as editing rooms and a kitchen commissary, an animal hospital, elephant barn, and a 10,000-pound freezer to store big meat for the big cats were also constructed. Hedron operated a backhoe on set and was in charge of the film's wardrobe, which she described as a plain wash-and-wear look. After Marshall took in two infant Siberian tigers and an, and an African bull elephant named Timbo, who is the elephant that is in the film, from the uh, Okanagan uh, Game Preserve, he decided to revise the film script to include different animals and change the formerly Leo-centric title to Roar. Another addition uh, to the script involved Timbo crushing the family's rowboat, inspired by seeing the elephant destroy a metal camper shell. The family would eventually accumulate by 79, 71 lions, 26 tigers, a tigon, 9 black panthers, 10 cougars, 2 jaguars, 4 leopards, 2 elephants, 6 black swans, 4 Canada geese, 4 cranes, 2 peacocks, 7 flamingos, and a marabou stork and a partridge in a pear tree. The only animal they turned down was a hippopotamus. Marshall and Hedron, this is insane. This is so fucking crazy. Marshall and Hedron had to hire animal trainers when they received more lions. One trainer, Frank Tom, brought his pet cougar that needed rehoming. Oh, that's After right. Six, it was, I, I did, yeah. I, I'm like, why is there a cougar, a cougar in the movie? I'm like, why was there a cougar in the movie? <laughs> After six years of production had been completed, the big cats numbered about 100. The total would eventually reach 150. Issues with funding started in 73, as then the cost of the, the, cost of the crew and feed for the animals was $4,000 per week. Oh, my God. The family sold their four houses and 600 acres near Magic Mountain to pay debts, and Marshall's commercial production company went bankrupt. He had been executive producer of The Exorcist, and proceeds from that film partially funded production. Oh, my God. The Marshalls also sold some possessions, including Hedron's fur coat given to her by Alfred Hitchcock for her starring in the role in The Birds. Um, the lack of funds meant that members of the family had to cover crew tasks and take on other work. John Marshall was an animal wrangler, set mechanic, boom, oper- boom operator, and camera operator. He also undertook veterinary works, give- such as giving vaccines and drawing blood from the animals. <laughs> oh, my God. In a 77 interview, Noel Marshall asked why he took personal risk for the project. He said, you get into anything slowly. We have been on this project now for five years. Everything we own, everything we have achieved is tied up in it. Today, we're 55% complete. We're at a point where we just have to do it. Some of the big cats were plagued by airborne illness, illnesses. 14 lions and tigers died as a result. So that could be the use of the bodies. Oh, for, son of a bitch. Uh, filming. Uh, principal photography began in August, October 1st, uh, 1976, and was initially scheduled to last for six months. But filming was restricted to five months at a time because uh, the cottonwood trees on set turned brown from November until March. Filming the big cats was difficult and frustrating. Cinematographer Jan de Bont often spent hours setting up five cameras and waiting for the cats to do something that could be included in the film. This eventually led to Marshall and the crew recording footage in documentary style with up to eight Panavision 35 millimeter cameras. That makes sense. The, yeah. yeah, those are the parts where mm. like there's just no people. It's yep. just like panning to the animals and fighting and you're just waiting for something. To happen. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, how awful. One scene where Marshall and Mativo drive a 1937. A Chevrolet containing two tigers took seven weeks to complete because Glassy and Miller had to train the animals to ride in a car. Marshall often refused to stop filming because he did not want to lose a take. Sometimes only one take was usable from a day's filming. 
The opening footage of Marshall racing a bull giraffe on a motorcycle was filmed in Kenya with the location acknowledged in the credits. One session involved a leopard licking Hedron's face, which had been coated in honey. We never brought oh, that up. Oh, yeah, because she, she was so exhausted, she fell asleep, and yeah. then a cat spilled honey on her face. Yeah, and then licks it off. Oh. Hedron considered it to be one of the most dangerous scenes she agreed to film as, although handlers were eight feet away, they would not have been able to stop the cat from biting her. Yeah. Fuck. In the scenes where some of the big cats are shot and killed by hunters, the effect was achieved by filming the animals when they were tranquilized for their annual blood draw. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, they they would have had to make a bullet hole, but it looks oh yeah. real. Oh yeah, and that explains why their tongue was out. Because I'm like, they have to be dead. Yeah, for their tongue to flop out the way it did. <laughs> Uh, filming took five years to complete, although Hedron has claimed that principal photography ended in October 16, 1979. After just over three years, additional pickup shots were filmed in Kenya during the editing stage. Total production time was 11 years. Oh, my God. Injuries and set damages. Due to the large number of untrained animals and said there were reported 48 injuries within two years of the start of filming. It has been estimated that of Roar's 140-person crew, at least 70 were injured during production. In a 2015 interview, John Marshall said that he believed the number of people injured was over 100. <sighs> Noel Marshall was bitten through the hand when he interacted with male lions during a fight scene. Yep. Yep. Doctors initially feared that he might lose his arm. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is insane. God. Um, by the time he suffered eight puncture wounds on his leg caused by a lion, which was curious about his anti-reflection makeup, Marshall had already been bitten around 11 times. He was hospitalized when his face and chest were injured and was diagnosed with blood poisoning. <laughs> Marshall was also diagnosed with gangrene after being attacked many times. It took Marshall several years to fully recover from his injuries. During a promo shoot in 73, Hedron was bitten in the head by a lion cherries whose teeth scraped against her skull mm, she was taken fuck. to sherman oaks hospital where her wounds were treated and she was giving a tet she was given a tetanus shot she was admitted to antelope valley hospital after tembo the five-ton lion picked her up and fractured her ankle with his trunk before bucking her off his back mm -hmm. hendron said that tembo had been trying to keep her from falling and was not at fault she was left with phlebitis and gangrene in addition to fractured hand and abrasions on her leg Damn. several days earlier tembo had bucked his trainer into a tree broken and broken her shoulder Hedron was also scratched on the arm by a leopard and bitten on the chest by a cougar. Griffith received, uh, so Melanie Griffith, uh, the actress and who was the daughter of them, uh, received 50 sutures after being attacked by a lioness. It was feared yeah. that she would lose an eye. She eventually, yeah. but she eventually recovered without being disfigured, although she did require some facial reconstruction. A lion jumped on John Marshall and bit the back of his head, infecting, inflicting a wound that required 56 sutures. Jerry Marshall was bitten in the thigh by a lion while he was in a cage on set and he was hospitalized. He was in hospital alongside Hedron for a month. Most members of the crew were injured, including DeBond, who was scalped by cherries while he was filming under a uh, tarpaulin. He received 220 sutures, but resumed his duties after recovering. Oh, man. Togar, one of the lead lions, bit assistant director Doran Coper in the throat and jaw and tried to pull off one of his ears after Copper initially cued an attack, unintentionally cued an attack. Copper also received injuries to his scalp, chest, and thigh, and he was admitted to Palmdale general hospital where he had to undergo four and a half hours of surgery <laughs> although the attack was reported as nearly fatal a nurse told the santa cruz sentinel reporter that copper's injuries were acute sudden and traumatic but that he was conscious conscious and in fair condition after the surgery after witnessing the attacks 20 20 crew members left the set in mass turnover was high and many did not want to return because of Marshall's uh, financial proceeds from his producer credit on The Exorcist, rumors spread that the set was of Roar was plagued by the curse of The Exorcist. Mm. 
uh, pipes and we're almost there. <laughs> pipes and berms from Aliso Canyon began flooded with water and burst on February 9th, 1978 after a night of heavy rain. Both were pointed towards Marshall property to redirect water from the Southern Pacific Railroad tracks. Property was destroyed by a 10-foot flood from which <laughs> four sound crew members had to be rescued. Marshall, who had left the hospital despite being scheduled to undergo knee surgery, helped to rescue many of the animals. Fifteen lions and tigers escaped from the set after fences and cage collapsed. Oh, God. The sheriff and local law enforcement killed three lions, including Robbie and the lead, including Robbie the lead lion. Oh, Robbie, not Felix. Yeah, Robbie died. Who was replaced with another lion, Zuru, when filming resumed. A broken dam and several floods also caused the surrounding lake to fill with sediment, adding six feet to its height. Most of the set, ranch, editing equipment, and film stock were destroyed. Over $3 million of damage was caused, though the negative had already been sent to be edited in a Hollywood studio. Many friends and strangers offered help to the marshals and their crew, including the Southern Pacific Railroad Office, who offered to send railway cars as temporary housing for the animals. As a result of the flood, production was halted for a year to allow the surrounding area to recover. It took eight months to rebuild the set and 700 replacement trees were purchased. After most of the issues resulting from the flood had been resolved, 12 wildfires broke out in Acton, California area. Uh, I'm sorry, 12 wildfires in an Acton, California, California area broke out in September, though the animals remained unharmed. Um, and then it just says about the music that... Terrence P. Minogue composed it with, recorded it with the National Philharmonic Orchestra. <laughs> it's hard to believe. <laughs> um, Robert Florzak, credited the film as Robert Hawk, provided uh, vocals for original songs such as Nietzsche Nani, Whose Land, Whose Land Is This, a song with an African pop style like the others on the soundtrack. Both musicians visited the sect to seek uh, inspiration, and Minogue uh, created the composition using a piano he brought to the family's ranch. Uh, and then just talks about the other ones. Uh, Dominic frontier wrote a theme for Togar, the rogue lion, the soundtrack originally released in 81 became available online in 05. And then from there, it's just what we said. It went on and it unfortunately bombed. <laughs> I mean, folks it became if, what it is today. If you want something different and you're like, I've seen everything you haven't, like oh there's way more please i mean this is a place to start it is it's a one and done for me i'm not gonna watch it again but i was on the, <laughs> i was on the edge of my seat like just like what the fuck is happening yeah because every time you're seeing someone get bit they're getting bit every time you're seeing someone get swiped across the chest and blood <laughs> comes out they got swiped across the chest and blood came out like the daughter she was laid on top of by a lioness. Like her lungs were crushed. Yeah. The lion was chewing on her head. She's crying and they have it as a comedy moment. And then the guy, the brothers are in there like punching the lioness in the face, trying to get that lion. Oh, and pulling the tail. And the lion's just like, anyhow, like <laughs> it was like, and they're trying to save their sister's life. And literally it's just, oh, that's a movie. It's exhausting. It really is. Uh, if you want to see something, I I recommend it. If you want, if if you feel like you've seen it all, this is one to see. Like I said, if you think you've seen it all, you haven't. Like this is one I I recommend. If like you haven't seen before, you've never heard of. Like that's all I can say. It's not a good movie, but it's interesting. Exactly. That's if, a good if way you're, of putting. If you're, it. if you're in it for the plot, you're not gonna fucking get one. Yeah. If you're in it for what is gonna happen, this is this is that movie. Yeah. Or if you like watching movies to where you're like, no, no, no. This, yes. this is this movie oh, man it is and they're trying so hard 
to make it a movie. And it's just, do they all live until the end? It's pretty much like, it's what yeah, I is. thought somebody was going to die when I first watched It's supposed watched to be this. a family comedy and it's, yeah, it's a family horror. There's a review <laughs> like, on the, on the trailer that Draft House Films released where it's like Swiss Family Robinson on acid. And that's the perfect, I, I can Swiss really Family plan. Robinson on cat, Sid. I don't like you. <laughs> But yes, it is that. <laughs> oh God, it is it is something else. But uh, with that, I I've got nothing left in the tank. What about you? I I don't either. Uh, do we know what we're doing next? Uh, let me see. Because we all we mentioned last week, Jim Belushi is coming up, so we'll be doing that soon. But I think mm-hmm. we have enough for at least one or two more movies, or just friends. yeah, we have enough for for three more movies. Um, and it looks like. Let me see what we have in our notes. All right. We were thinking. Um, I have no idea. Because <laughs> I, I have like two little lists here, but uh, both are not. Uh... Just pick. Just pick one. Well, no, because I don't want to. Uh... I mean, we could do King of Comedy. King of Comedy? Yeah, with De Niro. Sure. We'll do King of Comedy and... And then we'll just... Decide after that. We'll decide after that. Okay, yeah. We'll do... uh, We're going to do the King of Comedy, which was heavily inspired by Joker. I mean, if you've seen Joker, you've most likely seen King of Comedy. Wait, King of Comedy was inspired by Joker? No, Joker was inspired by King of Comedy. There you go. Yeah. There you go. But if but if uh, you ask anybody who's under 18, they'll have you say it's the other way around. I don't talk to anyone under 18, so I'll leave it up to you, pal. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, <laughs> Otherwise, we're watching King of Comedy next week. <laughs> um, so join us then, because that's a good movie. Oh, it really is. It's, I, haven't I, seen, I love I, Scorsese. Scorsese movies are... Top notch for I me. haven't heard or seen anything about it, so mm-hmm. I can't wait to watch it. So we will uh, we'll see you guys then. And uh oh yeah, at Crow 303. Yeah, at Alex Valios 92 and at Shufflebox Podcast on Instagram. Any business inquiries at Shufflebox Podcast at gmail.com. And folks, get loud, say it loud, roar out with your heart. Love you, bless you, and goodbye. <laughs>